everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Bowhunter Chronicles podcast brought to you by Tacticam. Tacticam is by far the easiest way to begin filming your hunts. Whether it's the budget-friendly solo or the 4K 5.0, there's something for everyone to begin filming their hunts. You can check them out at Tacticam.com. All right, guys. We are back a day late. An intro short. Um... Long story short, my computer crashed and uh, lost a ton of stuff, uh, but most of the I lost a day, um, so I got a different, another computer, and we are up and running, but in doing so, um, I'm going to have to create a different intro, going to have to create a whole bunch of different stuff, so um, right now, <laughs> you get what you get, so thanks for sticking with us. Um, if you're interested in helping out the GoFundMe of the Bowhunter Chronicles podcast, you can check out our Patreon page, which is patreon.com forward slash Bowhunter Chronicles podcast. And that's a way to donate to the show. <laughs> but seriously, um, the Patreons, you know, they fund the show. They help out everything uh, that we do here uh, for things specifically just like this. So, um we take most of that money, all that money. I might have to dip into it to get a, some computer things here, but um, and we do giveaways, so uh, we do quarterly giveaways, give back to the Patreons. So um, this quarter, um, you know, so first of the year, we're going to be giving away um, a pack of some sort, con- uh, seeing what is available. I really want to give away a Mystery Ranch Metcalf, uh, but they're out of the lids, so um, they're. Not, they don't have that's an integral part of the Metcalf. So I'm um, gonna see about doing that. I think we're gonna do some Badlands rain gear, and um, then we also do a base map pro. Uh, and they give you a swag pack with a hat and a shirt and some things like that. But you get a year of base map pro. And if you want to check out base map, uh, you can go to basemap.com and use the code Chronicles. That'll save you 20%, and it takes that yearly $30 um, cost down to about 24 bucks for the entire year so uh, it's really powerful uh, really great navigation app um, awesome on the computer and um, you know for a fraction of the cost of some of the other ones that are out there and you get the entire country uh, on that and then we're actually working with now uh, Spartan Forge if you go back a couple episodes um, it's uh, it's a really crazy concept but Spartan Forge uh, is using uh, machine learning to predict deer movement, deer pattern, and um, all of that. So coming up here for the rut, uh, it tells you peak rut. It tells you all this, these different things, and they're getting ready to launch right now. So uh, you can check them out at SpartanForge.ai, and uh, everything is moving along rather quickly with that. But um, they're going to be up and running here very shortly. And in doing so, uh, we're going to have a code for you guys as well as our Patreon. So if that's something that you're interested in, uh, you checked out that podcast and you've been kind of waiting for it, um, it's coming up here very shortly. You can get a hold of me and, um, you know, just send a message to uh, Adam at bowhunterchroniclespodcast.com or um, through social media. And I can give you some more details and uh, kind of. We'll, we'll go back over that if you'd like. Uh, this episode is a fun one. When I was editing it the second time, um, it uh, is pretty hilarious. 
Um, but yeah, we, we did kill, uh, three bucks in four days, uh, should have killed four bucks in four days. So, uh, unfortunately, um, Frank missed, but, uh, we'll see that here, uh, very shortly, uh, on the video. Uh, I got some video of me, uh, killing, but uh, I had that almost edited up and the computer's dead. So, um, I'll be going back over that again. So we'll have that up on our YouTube page. If you haven't checked out our YouTube page, uh, but Warner Chronicles on YouTube, but thank you everybody for sticking with us. And especially through this, uh, <laughs> this trying times and, uh, you know, go check out our Patreon page, uh, uh patreon.com bullhunter chronicles podcast. Enjoy the episode. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Bowhunter Chronicles podcast. We are going to get into our, I guess we'll, it'll be October. I mean, we're pretty much coming through the end of end of October here. Um, you know, they talk about the October lull and is it worth hunting, early season, too hot. And uh, we've had some pretty good success, uh, some ups and downs. And uh, we finally got John out into the woods and uh, he's, he's finally hunting. So John... Let's let's talk about your your hunt. Was it today? Was your first hunt or yesterday? Last night. Last night. Well, it was. I mean, it was kind of spur of the moment. My wife was like, "Why don't you go hunting?" I'm like, "Okay, well, I don't have anything ready." So I just grabbed my shit and threw it in the truck and took off. Got to my the first spot I wanted to hunt, and the wind was kind of sketchy. And then there was a bunch of guys uh, parked. There's the little cabin in private land that borders the, the spot that I wanted to hunt. And there was four trucks and a bunch of guys. So I was like, eh, sketchy wind, bunch of people. So I headed back to another spot and where the wind was right. Got back there. Same thing. Bunch of, I found a bunch more stands or the guys that were there the last couple of years have moved their stands closer to where I would hunt. So, but I did see some good sign and, you know, got up my tree and, I didn't see anything or hear anything, but it was a good night. But and what's the setup you're hunting with this year, as far as like uh, stand, sticks, saddle? So I got the, I got my tethered Phantom, with the Oplux ropes, um, and I'm using five Wild Edge steps. Which last night was a little sketchy because I got out there. I was like, five steps is probably not going to get me up to where I need to be. So I looked through my box and I found one of my old lineman rope from my uh my muddy harness and so i made my own little aider which it worked i got up as high as i needed to go but it was a little sketchy too but <laughs> but i was safe i had my uh i had my lineman on the whole time and then when i got up i tethered off before i took my lineman off and got up and uh, I'm, I'm using the the predator the original size one the smaller one and man that thing is definitely an improvement yeah like the the wild the ring of steps with the wild edge steps they worked good but like last night the tree the way that tree set up there's a couple limbs on the south side of it and that would be like my shooting side so what i did was i extended my bridge out all the way and then i lengthened my tether a little bit and then i just put my tether up over my left shoulder so it's actually opposite how you normally do it 
but that gave me enough room where I could just, I just stood on the platform like a mini stand. And then the tether, you know, held me up against, you know, I could lean out enough and it would have been perfect. I could have shot all the way around where I needed to shoot. So it wasn't. And how do you like that Oplux? You were using the trophy line ropes before, right? Yeah, I was using the trophy the Optilux or Oplux, whatever you call it. Um, I like it a lot better. It's a lot smaller. It's, it, I can get both of them in my pouch, no problem. Before I was putting one in one side, one in the other, and I mean I don't, those prussics, I feel like on there lock up like like a son of a bitch when on your tether. Yeah, it it yeah it locks up tight. <laughs> I'm using a ropeman on my alignment, so yeah. So is that the one you gave me the other night? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a lot different than the other one. The other one's a lot heavier, you know, and more bulk. Because you were using the hunter safety system yeah, rope. Yeah. Yep. So. Well, I mean, don't get me wrong. It does does the job. But, I mean, when you're looking for, uh, you know, a little less weight and, you know. Yeah, but. The, a little I mean, more compactability, you the, know. The difference is, is that rope's probably like 20 bucks or 25 bucks 18 i don't know what they are on amazon right now for the hunter safety systems and then the oplux is like if you get one with a sewn eye they're like 60 to 75 bucks and then you know you can make your own but you're still going to pay 35 bucks and like i said before i would rather buy it from somebody and have them be liable than my dumb ass trying to make a knot and being like (laughs) you know wrong knot wrong knot that's a slipper (laughs) (laughs) so so yeah at least you're Getting out in the woods. Yeah. I'm putting the uh, video together for my hunt, um, but on the opener, John says, I got a lot of shit to do. <laughs> like, uh, I won't be hunting till December. So, we're. Yeah, it's definitely, you know, three weeks in Montana. Definitely, you know, put a hurt on my whitetail season here. But, I mean, I have to give my wife credit. She, you know, she was at home taking care of everything around the house while I was out, you know, chasing animals. So, you know, it is what it is. We'll have to make sure that she listens to this one because we yeah. didn't say how much money we spent. And we sure. didn't say <laughs> any things that were derogatory. It's all positives here. So It's not over yet. <laughs> Still time. <laughs> Wait till we get to the final edit. Right. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, so Ernie and I have had – some success or he doesn't have any you go you got a doe permit left yes yeah so but he's buck tagged out and uh frank's been flinging arrows all all across that twice (laughs) we should we should be fishing should be done we should be (laughs) fishing (laughs) but um yeah so i want to kind of get into um we both of those but for for you frank you hit a buck on opening day correct right and so behind your house there there's there's a ridge and uh there's always scrapes and buck activity and you know whatever but in the years past we've had trail cameras out there and then you know we got to go out there and check them and back and forth and back and forth and it early season i feel like it's usually pretty early in the season out there where you get them coming in pretty regularly and then you and your your boy have you know flung some arrows at him out there this doesn't it's like heartbreak ridge is what i called it after this year i think because it's high hopes and oh well 
but it's it's yeah it's a you know and by putting the 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 camera we did out there though that helped us i think yeah and uh, and so the having a cell cam out there right. you don't have to go out there and i feel like on these small urban type you know so it's not urban like it's not like in the city but like little properties with lots of people around like being able to figure out when they're there without having to go out there cuz I, I can remember in years past, I mean, that one year where there was that big buck bedded just on the other side of that ridge, mm-hmm. you know, you'd go out there and then you'd bust a deer out of there as right. you were going out there to check the camera or see what it looked like. Check or, sign or whatever, you know. Yeah. So did you put one of the reveals out there? Uh, I We didn't have them yet. Oh, oh So okay. he's got his spy point out there. And, and that's one of the things. So my brother's got a few of the spy points. I bought one of those, the spy point links also, and that thing is just a. I, I put it out. Well, I I've moved it, but I put it out. I got one picture while I was there. I didn't get any pictures for ten days. Went back memory card error because there's a the memory card goes in the slot and then it's got a cable that goes up to the the thing. And I think what happens at least it's it's operator error, but it's a, a it's because of the way that the device is made you have to close that cord in the door. And I think when you close the co- the cord in the door, at least in the camera that I've got, it, it, it well, it, it didn't pinch it off. I think it pushes it in just enough to pop it out. Oh. And so, <laughs> you know, so then I went and fixed it, and then I was getting pictures just fine. Went and moved it. And I haven't got a picture since I moved it, and I just haven't had time to get over there and mess with it. And it's like, I don't even know if I'm getting any, you know, there's no real sd card in the thing so if it's not sending it up to the sd card that's in the the link it's just a fucking box (laughs) i mean it's a great idea but it so what's the difference between that one and the one i got that one makes any trail camera it's just like a cell phone receiver for a trail camera it's an add-on it's yeah so if you already got 15 cameras and you don't want to replace them all for cell cameras and you don't i mean the price on the cell cameras have come down, and I think yeah. the reveals are actually like the cheapest ones out there because yeah, they're like ninety nine bucks. Yeah, yeah, and they were, to but you can't find one. Yeah, well, I mean, and then here's some operator error. <laughs> yeah, well, John, <laughs> so this is... so it's like super easy to set this uh, reveal up, mm-hmm. right? And Adam's like, oh yeah, you just do this, do that. I'm like, scan oh, the QR code, I scanned it, whatever. And then the, I had my account set up, and I'm, I'm like picking. Well, with my freaking eyesight lately i ended up <laughs> when i was out west eddie's like dude just zoom up on your just you know zoom your your print up on your text on your phone I'm like okay so i zoomed it up right well i'm on the reveal app and i'm trying to pick my uh, plan my plan well it's zoomed up so much like you can only see parts of it i'm like oh and i thought i hit the monthly right no I hit the yearly or the annual plan. <laughs> and so it was 120 bucks, which, you know, I mean, it's still cheap, 120 right. bucks for unlimited. Right. But so the next day I'm, you know, and I'm doing this, it's like one o'clock in the morning. I was on the computer and I was trying to do some editing and then I'm like, oh, I got to get this camera set up. And then, so the next day I get the email and it's like 120 bucks. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> so I, Ended up, if you can see, I I uh, zoomed back out on my text. <laughs> so, yeah, don't make that mistake because then you you can't get your money back. <laughs> they give you a credit. 
which is just like paying ahead. So it's like right. there's no there's no there's no benefit. Except it's an extra uh ten dollars or something yeah. per year. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> but those I mean those reveal cameras are awesome. Like the pictures are great, like the well, yes. so Eddie has he's got three or four of them. And he had one out the whole time in the original spot that we were supposed to be hunting, but it was on fire. And he actually got, he's got, he got photos of the fireman yeah. walking through his camera. Well, that's cool. Wow. <laughs> so, but it never burned. So it was, yeah, <laughs> that's good to you. But like, it's really changed the way that I've, I've like looking at the spots. Cause I'm looking at the cameras like in real time. Like I was filming a kid this weekend and right and i i went out there and hunted the next day and i I knew it was going to be a bad day because there's it's one of the duck draw days so like the both and then i went back and looked at both the other days that there was duck hunters on the property and there was no pictures in the morning at all what i thought at least that buck came out of there at night and if he was going to go back i'd be there if the duck hunters fucked him up then it my intrusion into that spot wouldn't it would just be like more of like what they were used to on the whole property so it was like a low risk gamble but i didn't see anything <laughs> but it, it it's you know that's that's hunting but being able to see that and look at okay the wind and now i can say okay the wind is right now but without having to go out there you know i can see what happened yesterday or the day before and right. the pictures are great compared the spy points are a little quite grainy and you can pay extra for hd pictures which you know it's just more money more money more money you know that's the the only thing about spy point is that the spy points have a free plan but the uh but it's 100 pictures are free and for uh the tacticam it's like five bucks for 500 pictures it's See, I didn't even see that. Like when I it was, my, it was big, too far yeah, in. It was just like <laughs> monthly for twelve bu- or thirteen, and then it was, it was apparently one hundred and twenty for yeah. a year. It was so. Huge. <laughs> but um, but they're unlimited. So, <laughs> <laughs> but so, anyways, back to that, Frank. So that day, what what happened with with all that? Well, I was I get up in the tree and I'm sitting there because of a specific wind. You know, I wanted to stay away from. That spot, actually. Well, then I get a text from my son-in-law. He goes, uh, yeah, buck coming your way, he says. <laughs> Got it on the camera, you know. So then I'm looking at my phone and thinking, you know, the deer's going to come a, certain, a specific way off that ridge. Well, he didn't, you know. And I thought, nah, he must have went the other way, you know. So I was kind of looking at the deer on my phone, and all of a sudden I look out in front of me, and he's standing out there. <laughs> So, <laughs> yeah, I made a typical, you know, shot. Thought I thought I was going to take the shot that I wanted and kill him, and I missed by about six inches. So, not good. And then it rained <coughs> a lot, and and your son-in-law, being the kind-hearted guy that he is, because that, that that's the one thing that sucks about like all of this is these guys right here they they have very free schedules you know they can they can make time well happen where, you gotta earn it man you gotta <laughs> yeah. put in your 40 well i'm stuck at work so 
you know, I'd love to go help Frank and see what's going on or whatever. And uh, so I call the dog. And he's like, well, it's raining. They won't be able to do that. And I'm like, well, John and I talked to him. The rain will actually be just fine. They don't track <laughs> off blood, you know. And the Up to a, like a couple inches of rain. Yeah. But the uh, uh, the guy that actually was on the podcast, Brian, he's like, I'll be over there. So I call Frank. I'm like, there's a dog coming to your house. And so you got to see him work. Oh, and he yeah. didn't really. That, in, in that particular dog, I think it was a young dog, too. You know, and they mm-hmm. were, you know, trying to get it going, so. Uh, well, and that's what he had told me before is that, he, you know, any track we can get that dog on. Yeah. He, even if it's a sure thing, he'd like, you know, mm-hmm. if right. he's around, he'd like to do it just to get him. And I really, really thought when I made the shot that I killed the deer. Well, that's know? the text I got. I, 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 I was almost positive I killed the deer. And I just, I was beside myself when I, you know, when I went on the trail. Now, did you have your tactic cam? Did you film it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he did a great, like, so, and Frank, when we get to the other deer, um, but Frank's been having the tacticam, he turns it on, he's got the foresight, he's he's doing awesome. It's well, just and Ernie, because he's tagged out, you know, he's been, him and I have been hunting together, you know, he's been filming, and uh, how many small bucks have we? Five. Five. Walk around underneath us, pee on Rick. a tree, you know. Stuff like that. Yeah, because you're, yeah. you're up in the restricted yeah. area. Yeah. Can't shoot the dudes, man. <laughs> They're all over <laughs> around us. They come up, rub on the tree and stuff. <laughs> <They're> like, <laughs> oh, I'm yeah. safe. I'm, how, I mean, the other day, it was crazy, wasn't it? Oh, they'll see it. I mean, I got really good footage of that guy coming right underneath it. Jesus. So, so that was opening day, right? Right, opening morning. And then so, did you hunt at all? Oh, go, go ahead. I was going to say, so how long did the dog, was the dog here and tracked? Uh, and when did you determine that it was a non-fatal hit? We took off on, you know, well, actually I tracked the deer on blood and then lost blood. And where I lost blood, you know, that's actually kind of where the dog lost him too. But it had rained a lot in between. So I, you know, but the dog, the dog picked up the track, you know. Now, could you see it in your Tacticam footage on where the hit was? You can kind of see it. So, yeah. um, the we're I, using those knocks are bright. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Green laser beams all over. Light lightning bolts. <laughs> <laughs> I had but, some of those too. But so, the, <laughs> but so the thing, um, I, I don't know what it is. If where it's wherever Frank is hunting, or if it's like. With the Tacticam stabilizer mount, I showed John actually had, I think I showed you too, um, but I had a guy uh, it's, uh, on Instagram, DIY Bowhunting Mark, make me a 3D printed like riser, riser mount. Mm-hmm. And what's been happening with Franken on that, on that particular one, there was so much, so much leaves in his um, arrows well, up above yeah. here. So the, the, the actual stabilizer was down below these leaves and shot over it. So you can, you can see it, but you have to like, you know, really. It, it isn't, the deer isn't in the frame, you know what I mean? When the, right. when the arrow hits. Right. Uh, yeah. It, so if you go like frame by frame, you can, you can see it. And then when we get to the other one, he shoots and there's like some leaves or something like There's a lot of foliage and uh, you so can't see the deer at all. So it's kind of like my turkey hunt where yeah. it's, just enough out of 
yet line of sight. Yeah, it's out of, yeah, it's really weird how that lines up. It, because when I'm when I'm watching both those deer with the bow, you know, with the camera, right before I draw or anything, you know, I got them right there. You know, but I I'm think, just kind of you know. But I think when you bring your your eye to the peep, you know, it changes. Well, right. Yeah, it changes. Well, the you got like I say, there's this much distance in between where the yeah the triangulation camera, of yeah. your you know your line of sight with right. your sight pin and your arrow and the way the yeah. And so when I was like editing or we're going through and looking at his his videos there, I'm like, we need to get that up higher somehow. Right. And so, so that's what you showed me that that's a you know really good idea. And I actually thought about doing that, like just make like like especially on. Well, a lot of the the bows have that that hole that, that goes threaded, I've got hole. threaded holes on mine. I'm yeah, guys are up above there. Yeah, because for like a, a weight, those weights on the bow, either weights or a uh, uh, non removable quiver, quiver yeah, yeah. a two part quiver. Yeah, right. So, I mean, yeah, you could just but but that one was pretty slick. How he made them like extra big, so you can just put them in through any hole. Yep. And then there's like a flexible, almost like a buffer, like a kind of like a lock washer in there. Um, it's pretty slick, but like I said, one when I was watching that, I was like, "There's got to be a better, you know, right? Uh, just for overall, because where your eyes are, you kind of want to see like what your eyes, not what your hand sees, you right? I mean? And the, even like with on my elk, well, I dropped the bow to look, and so then it's just like, yeah. uh, the, you know, it's well, I, you know, in my and my natural thing is is I let the bow fall right when i shoot you know so if it was higher you'd have more you'd have more time during right, time to recover because right. you did the same thing didn't you yeah my so mine went and yeah. then i but i pulled it back up yeah but mine like my shot process is not making the bow necessarily fall but i'm trying to push the riser to make mm-hmm. make it go off so it goes out of frame and then i right. get them back in there so it takes a lot i've been practicing in the yard last few days shot a couple chipmunks and i've just been practicing you know holding it steady <laughs> it's 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 different you know but, but shooting at a chipmunk's a little different than a deer or elk but the, <laughs> but the thing is though i mean not like, like i say i can't like say enough about like both those deer like we would have had nothing right. to show for you know right. we'd have no uh no video at all and you can the one this freaking it's a little eight point is like right down below him peeing and like <laughs> walking around and I don't know. We'll get, get to that. So Ernie, was this the, that was the first time you hunted was one day? No, you hunted before that? Yeah. Okay. So when did you guys, so that was opening day. That was opening You hit day. the one, the dog didn't, uh, yeah, we didn't, didn't pan it. out. So then what? What happens next as we're going through the season? Because their season is very – Ernie's season is very short, so. Well, we, we went out and hunted a couple of evenings. I wanted to sit where near where we were mm-hmm. um, in an evening and see how many deer were popping out of there and stuff like that. So then uh, October 5th, we said the wind's right, so we went in there October 5th. Well, so, like, I did, like, a little video, and, like, this is kind of what is happening – Um. Everything happens, like, way too quickly for me to, like, produce video of, like, what, like, if you would kill the deer back in, you know, in November, we'd have, I'd be editing a video for scouting that spot. But, so, (laughs) but he was like, well, we went and scouted it and then all hell breaks loose, right? So, um, 
we went in there and did like a pre-scout um like the end of September like September 25th 27th something like that yeah. um but so what last year you went in there early season or the same same time and found the the sign and it wasn't where we had been or I guess I'd never even been down that way I'd hunted near there taking a different access route um but what made you guys go over there or what what changed to go scout that and uh, last like, year yeah well like like I said because we hadn't hunted there in a long time well I had been hunting past there down around another corner and uh come scooting through there it was early in the season that was the first few days of season last mm-hmm. year and I found some buck rubs the more i looked the more buck rubs i found i said hey man it's been a long time since this place has been hit you know this is more like old school stuff back in the day you know Mm -hmm. and so him and i looked at it harder and i said holy cow you know we gotta sit here you know get that southeast draft and get in here and sit and so but I'm, i'm just saying like for the uh for like the listener right so well, there was a last year was the same way though. It, it was the same thing early. And we found we found a ton of sign, big sign. But, you know, but why? Like, well, why is it? Those why is it there? Like, what kind? You know, I think I think the end of September you get you get that activity right around the first of October. You know, you're to like say toward the end of September there'll be things are just starting to happen i don't know why you know i mean i don't know if you get a doe that maybe smells different or something changes or you're talking just mainly rubs or, or oh no scrapes, scrapes rubs, too scrapes. oh man like, there was there was scrapes man it, big as a kitchen table in there you so know? so um I, I guess what i was getting at is like you got feed on one side and it's kind of classic like bed to feed right action yeah and this is a big picture i mean people it ain't like they're feeding 200 yards away and stuff they're feeding a half a mile away or maybe big, a lot farther. Even. And, and big, on that, they can go miles out yeah. there in them huge crops. It's big ag fields. And yeah. Then you got to come into this 3,000-acre area, yeah. 4,000. I don't know how many acres some of that stuff is, but it's big. Well, they work their way back to their favorite thickets. Yeah. You know? So it's like a you and, know, big travel route. And so you keyed in on that last year. Well, it's been three years, remember? Remember the first year when I went out there and I found the great big rubs? That's the year you killed that 10. Yeah, I killed him. Yeah. <laughs> well, what I'm saying is that, you know, I went out there early and found that, you know. And then last year, Ernie and I kind of went the same route out that way, but we found it two different places, remember? And one was closer to where you kill them deer now, well, you know. Well, I mean, I guess this is what I'm getting at is, so last year... You know, you went in there, you you guys both, you, it was a little bit like this year, you killed a buck in there, you missed one, hit a branch, mm-hmm. same day or yeah, whatever. same night. I went in there and killed a buck. Mm-hmm. And I, so when I went in there, I didn't go in there and scout or see any of that stuff. You know, I just went. Where, a, where we told a, you a to point, go. A point, on, <laughs> a, a, point, a point on a map, you know, uh, facing yeah. the wrong way, fucking everything is just completely wrong. Uh, but then you went back in there and saw, what your boy see, eight bucks eight, in one? Eight different bucks, yeah. yeah. And so 
you know, you hear that and you say, well, why are they doing that? So then when we went in there and scouted this year and like looking at it, there was rubs and scrapes and the same thing. But like the my interpretation of like the way that it shaped out was like there was all that sign and everything out here. And, and when I think the hardest thing, if you listen to a lot of podcasts or you, you know, listen to like the Dan Infaults, Johnny Eberhardt's and all that, you know. They talk about all this nocturnal sign. And, Frank, you're a big guy who say, well, they're just fucking doing that at night, you know. And I think, the the it, like, this is like a textbook deal where it, like, puts it into perspective for me. Because where that, all that sign is and all that stuff is just kind of, like, out in the open. Like, in the middle, you know. It's like in a big transition. Yeah. Yeah. But, but you you know that there's guys that'll look at that and be like, I got to set up on this. It's fucking like torn up. I mean, cause it's like for, <laughs> for Michigan. I mean, for, for that, a giant piece of heavily pressured public that much sign, you know, you just absolutely can't walk by it and not notice. It. Say it's not going unnoticed. There's... Yeah. And, and so I think that's where most people would key in on that. But then as we got back towards where we were seeing those bucks and, and whatever, last year you said you kicked a couple small bucks out of this where it started to get thick. We did the exact same thing this year mm-hmm. when we went in there. But, like, what I noticed is, is you know, Frank will say, oh, well, it's, you get this edge and it starts to get, get thicker. You know, that's where you want to be. And, like, you know, we're right on the edges and stuff like that. But what I noticed is that big sign that was – you know, like, if you want to say, like, a 100 yards wide of bullshit, sign, rubs, scrapes, you know, it all kind of narrowed down right there to one spot where you weren't seeing it 50 yards over here anymore. You weren't seeing it, you know, 50 yards the other way. It was all kind of in this, like, one little 30-yard stripe. Yeah, if you if you take, if you look at it, like, at a half-mile long section, you got crops and stuff you got rubs and big rubs and scrapes way out front people get keyed in on that and that's you see those few guys going up there well then it comes like this and then you know the little what we call the little queer spot before we turn right Mm -hmm. you go up and you can hunt that deal see it's starting to begin okay the the hourglass you want to i'd like to look at it as an hourglass so this is all the woods and the feed and up here. And then it comes down into the hourglass. Then here we sit in that neck of the hourglass. Then the other half of the hourglass is all that bedding. But it's a big hourglass. So it took a little while, you know, a couple seasons or so. to, And it seems to be a sweet spot. I mean, right there. Well, the, them deer used to come through there, though, for, for years, too. You know, I mean, not not to maybe the extent that they did the last couple of years. But, I mean... Just to the south of there, you know, I told you guys them spots right there. I've killed deer in there, you know, where, you know, it's and and but they pe- and they use that yet yeah, too. People were so scattered back then, right? Though, and there was a lot, a lot of deer, and they'd hunt runways. They just hunted runways, right? And every deer I seen may have been on a runway or what at one time or another, but they would funnel through and cross, and they'd be just meandering through that neck of the hourglass. Go over and hit a runway and go into the big thick stuff, you know, by the hemlock and yeah. And but so that. like inside of that, like so this is a, kind of paint a picture. It's this is all big hardwoods, mm-hmm. 
But then there's also like inside it is some of this gnarly thick shit, and it, like you guys like, know all about that. Well, you? and that's what I was gonna say is like <laughs> if you, if you recall last year's podcast where you know John was at full draw on a nice little buck, you know at at fifty yards and the wind just just caught us, but I mean we inadvertently got too far into that thick stuff and then just button hooked we just were like looking for the edge on the other way we were just trying to come out of the bullshit yeah we'll that, was, that was a big ZZ, button hook. the zz top <laughs> and, but, but the deer i mean they were right they were right there i mean yeah. in the exact same spot moving through that same edge the same way right uh, so it kind of goes even like that the pot or like that uh um what the vitals the other night with greg mm-hmm and he was talking about trying to find those little, not necessarily pinch points, but like those little transitions that are kind of funneling the, the deer through. Like it, most people kind of like walk through there and it'd be like, eh, this, oh, this is just big hardwoods, blah, blah, blah. And then maybe see that sign out, like you're saying, oh, we're going to sit on this, the field edge. Oh, there's yeah. big rubs. Right. And, you know, food. Well, yeah. yeah, that's probably a good spot at midnight, you know. Yeah. But if what? you were to get back in there farther and find, it might not look like much. Like, even when we're walking through there, I'm like, you know, what the hell? This this looks kind of like shit. What the? F-? But then, you know, then you start seeing the sign and then kind of, you know, and you're but, putting but, two and two together. Well, then and get back in farther. It does look like shit. And then the shit hits the fan. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and, and like I say, I, I just wanted to, like, kind of, like, paint a picture of, like, you know, instead of just us saying, like, this is what we did this season. Like to me, like when I went in there after we scouted it, like I knew exactly where I wanted to sit and, and why. And it wasn't, you know, maybe your favorite spot because you like to go over here a little bit more. Cause, and then you want to go, you know, just a little bit off, but like seeing what I saw, I was like, this is what I want to be right in the middle here. So it was what October 5th. Yeah. And so, you guys go in there, you get up, and you're like, okay, we got a southeast wind, southeast draft. We're going to go ahead and. Well, that morning at the truck, you know, we got ready and stuff, and I looked at him and I says. I don't need this fucking tactic. I'm going to leave it in the car. Well. Probably won't even see anything. That, that part of the story is coming up. <laughs> um, I looked at him and I said, man, I, I can't believe there would be as many bucks as there was last year. So we go in. Shoots off, I shoot off, I get up, I hooked in by the fern, Mm -hmm. went straight to the back, and then I hooked in, and I went up, and I was 25 yards dead north of the hemlock. Mm -hmm. That's roughly where I wanted to be, and I used my light, and I said, oh, man, this is perfect. That's where I wanted to be. Get all set up. He's got the keys. He's over there. He's all set up. I reach in the bag and I go, no way. Left every camera in the truck. <laughs> so I go, oh, yeah, well, I'll grab them next time, right? Of course, what do you have? A heyday. 15 deer, 7 bucks. So, like, let's, let's, let's talk about the day. Um, it, yeah, it didn't take too long. Um, I was probably up there maybe 30 minutes after shooting light. Happened to glance to my left, where most of the action was going to happen, and there was one sneaking through, and I 
said, oh my God, you know, I had some real weird horns. So I just quickly said, 35, do, he come in, I went, Meh. he stopped, and I squeezed one off, and ran back, you know, into where you guys button hooked. And and what what happened there? Because that's that's a uh, with your with your arrow that you were shooting. You said well uh, last year it was the rages, and you know I've changed and stuff. This year I went to something a little bit different. We built some heavier elk arrows, so I'm running like 208 greens up front, pretty large two blade, cut on contact head. Um. That arrow shot, that arrow went off, and I, for some reason, I didn't put Lit Knox on. Lit Knox would have told a different story, but he was in a little bit of a dark spot. But I fired like that, and all I heard was, you know, just a, like that. I went, did I miss that deer? Did I, did I miss that? It sounded like the arrow went and And the deer didn't take off like he was. Well, he just scooted forward like, and then trotted in but i did notice the tail was down and tucked so he shot in like that and i heard him breaking some stuff and i'm going wow i said it didn't even sound like i hit that deer it took about two minutes there i go oh maybe i did hit that deer right <laughs> so that was weird you know and i thought about it and thought about it so a little later Two does, two fawns come in, come in, they come in the pinch point, but then as they got near me, they wanted a different entryway into the bedding area. So they went over here past our hemlock, just the other side of it. Um, little, just not much later at all, just a few minutes later, doe and two fawns come, same, right there, crossing right there, come, come right past me on this side went in so i'm watching them and i'm thinking wow you know this you know they're really coming you know for some reason over there if some start coming early it's like others follow and uh he had texted me well first it was uh about 8 40 i looked up and all i seen was deer right on the same deal where i shot that buck Doe, buck, 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 buck. Then they angled off like. Then I looked. The more I looked, I said, man, that fourth one's an eight point. So off they go, and they go in, and I'm hoping, man, if they turn and go down that edge, they're going to run right smack into Uncle Frank here, right? (laughs) So it wasn't long, and he texts. You said you just shot at one. Did you you hear that deer snort? Yep. Yep. I remember that text. And then uh, I said, oh, man. And so the note, I was answering the text. I looked up, and I seen deer at 75 yards, a bunch of them just decking around kind of like that. I couldn't see what all they were. And I said, man, bunch right between us. And uh, he said, okay. And it wasn't long. The big doe, big doe. And then four bucks did not want to leave her. Paraded right out in front of me. Bang, bang, bang. I said, man, that is an eight point. He come up, I said, he stops, I'm shooting. So I drew in a tunnel, little tunnel. Gave him a little mat, stopped all four of them. 
So I shot there. Same thing happens. It goes, I heard this little thud. Just this little thud. I went, man, that's weird. And I said, I know I shot him right through the ribs. But these, there's a reason probably why I didn't see the hole. And these flat two blades, they are rounded cut on contact. I think they go in and cut. And then it just Closes comes, up. comes right back. Yeah. So that deer ran off and I'm going, holy cow. That's that's weird. Just weird. Not I usually usually hear it hit. You hear that big noise. You see a big red spot. Stuff like that. Come to find out, after getting down, I got on the first one, thirty six yards. I guessed him at thirty five. Um, there's my arrow laying stuck in the ground, just completely saturated. I'm going thirty six yards, completely through the deer, fifty eight pounds. Heavier arrow. It's a 300 shaft with 208 up front. And it sticks in the ground after going through the center of the ribs. Quiet as a church mouse. I go to the other one. 34 yards, I guess 35. Saturated with blood, stuck in a log 10 feet past where he's standing. (laughs) Stuck in a log. So that's impressive energy. How far did the deer go? First one, he did a he did a button hug. He must have tracked you guys. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> went in behind. So he went in and then he turned to and the it was, south. He went in the crap. But how was the, was there a good blood trail though? Mm, not much. Not as good as I'd like. One bad. We actually kind of got in there and and I said at one point you were on the blood, remember? And I you and I said where did circle. you hear that that sound? He said right back over here. I walked in there, and the sun was shining down through there. Seen the big old white belly over there. They found him. Yeah, he went 75 yards probably Yeah, like this. The other one went a little farther. He might have went a little, 100. Yeah. He might have went 100, yeah. but he was running. Yeah. He went across the trail. and His buddy followed him until he fell down, I think. That was it. But again, that, that blood trail, I'll, I'll tell you, was better. The second one. Yeah, because we were able to walk along. Yeah. But you get up there, and it's the same story. You're looking at this hit. It's got a wide old, it's got a two-inch gash, but it's closed, closed up. Yep. Yeah. It's really strange. But they're both double Oh, lungs. my God. Yeah. Yeah. So, center I mean. The center of the cage. That, that's kind of like what Troy was saying, though, is like, and, and I've, I've seen the same argument, like, on the, the, Michigan pages during like rifle season, people talking shit about the 450 Bushmaster. They're shooting these giant pumpkins at, you know, two and 300 yards and they're not getting a pass through and they're not getting a blood trail, but the deer goes like 40 yards and falls over. And <laughs> dad's it's like, dead. Dad's no, dead, can't, right? Can't and so, kill him any better than that. And so, but there's like, there's no blood and it, I can't believe it didn't go through. Well, all the energy transferred into fucking its world up you know right like so the same thing you know troy says well you don't need a good blood trail if you killed them in there they're yeah. you know dead right there but i mean just from what we're used to you know you're yeah. used to shooting with the rage but like one of the things that i'll never forget and it's just one of those oddities i guess because it had to have been an anomaly but was the deer that you shot 
five years ago, six years ago now with the, that nap kill zone at 20 yards that we tracked it for 700 or something and it didn't pass through. Like, I mean, the fletchings on, on those mechanicals when I first started shooting them, the arrow and fletchings would be on the side I hit, and I'd hit it right behind the leg. Mm-hmm. And now at that range, it went through, and God only knows how much farther it would have went if it hadn't hit the ground or the log. <laughs> Right. shoot well, i'd have to line two you know, of them that's up. what i used to tell you guys you know when we used to shoot the other you know heavy aluminum arrows with with two blade heads or whatever you know or three blades with you know stuff we like snuffers and stuff like that you know but these heads today you know there's a lot of different heads on the market come on i thought you were turning that off when you're fucking with your phone i'm sorry <laughs> Did this is you your first pod. Did turn, you turn the, the ringer off? Sorry, fellas. <laughs> You're back? I'm back. I had to take that call. <laughs> it's financial but, advisor. No, it was my nephew. So w- what happened that uh, – what did you see that morning, Frank? And and where? how was your setup? Mm, well, kind of down in the triangle there, you know. Where you know I told you, Chris to go, <laughs> and uh, I just got down there and got up a tree, and you know there was rubs, you know in there, you know we saw them in there week four or whatever, and then uh, I got uh, actually I'd hunted that in the evening, didn't I? Oh yeah, the wind was bad. Remember the wind got bad on us, uh, and uh, so I I went a little farther down, you know, and then. Uh, I'm sitting there, you know, and all of a sudden, see a deer, you know, out in front of me. And look, that's oh, Buck, you know. And he's kind of mingling around, like you know. Pretty soon, he's coming right at me. Gets in there, and I don't know. I got him on the camera, you know. He's out there pissing out there in front of me and stuff, you know, and can't shoot him, you know, stuffing away. And then he came right to me. Come right straight at me, and he gets down below me, like he's probably what 15 yards. And uh, just looked up, looked up at me, you know, and he, I said, nah, this ain't good, you know. But I had really good cover, too. I just can't believe that that deer picked me out, you know. So he. I knew your climber? Yeah. But he backed up. And I had the tree, you know what I mean? I had a tree right, you know, right behind me here. And, and like, there was another down tree across this tree alongside me. Mm Mm-hmm. And then leaves and stuff. I mean, it was it was great cover, you know. But he just he's like, uh, "Oh shit, it's Uncle Fred." Oh uh, man, I know that guy, you know. So then he, he says, "I should be good." He goes, <laughs> he bounds out a little bit. Just hold still. He bounds out and stops, you know. And I got no shot. And then he turns and he starts walking to the left, you know. And I'm thinking, oh, I got a little opening right there. So I didn't have time to range him or anything, you know. So I'm thinking. I shoot him with my 25-yard pin. So I drew her back, put it right in the middle of him, let her rip. He was 34. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ernie, in this in this time frame, you know, now that you're videoing him being the cameraman, you need to be working on the the, the yardage raging. measurements, you know. How far is that, Frank, you know? 
What do, what do you think? I've been I've been doing a lot more work on that. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Once we get set up, you know, he's going, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm like, over I'm, there. I'm, do, I'm doing a lot of yardages and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you start, need to get him some little paddles. Like, Blue is 20. Hey, here's the deal, dude. These, these deer are so close to us now, them bucks up there, it's like you can spit on them. I was going to spit on that one the other day that was underneath me. <laughs> so here's the... Here's the thing. I think like it was the the Sunday prior to that. So the yeah, literally the day before, I was hunting. I don't know if you guys were up north or you weren't hunting or something. And I was like, where do you guys think I should hunt? And you were like, don't go back there. Don't go to that spot. Go up front. Try this spot. And I had some deer go around me and go through the water and stuff. But I think they wanted to keep me out of there. <laughs> No, so no, like, that wasn't the reason. They're like, yeah, don't, no, don't, it wouldn't have mattered. Don't, no, don't go back no. there. Don't go back there. But then, all. but then, now, okay, all, all truth be but known, how good did that look? All truth be known, that looked really good over there, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, it, it did. Know? But it was like, I mean, it, this spot though, like to me, because the I hunted it another time, or maybe it was that same day. It was that same day, and I had a a gaggle full of dudes walk by. That's like the Dan Infault, like oh. ugly you know, the ugly fat chick spot because like I was in there super early and set up with all the, cause doing all the camera gear and all that shit, you know? So I'm up there in the dark and these guys came through, they must've been cops cause they had the brightest fucking lights <laughs> I'd ever seen in my life. You could see them coming from like aliens a mile yeah. away. You could yeah. see them from space. This is a MIB. <laughs> so, so, so that spot, like those spots to me, like where those deer ended up going around that other side where I'd hunted before. Right is a little bit it's it's further back off of the main trail and it's you know i don't know a little less like out there like hey how's it going yeah <laughs> like, um well so so that's i don't i prefer not to hunt generally that but it did look good so, and then, so if that was so then ernie ernie kills them bucks and then we we got to go to boyne mountain right Ernie? on the eighth yeah yes shot him on the fifth so on the eighth, we're we're gonna leave, and Adam goes. No, on the ninth, I think, because I killed that deer on the ninth. It was the eighth, was it? Yeah. Was it a Thursday? Yeah, it was, it was Thursday, a Thursday. Thursday That'd be the eighth. Okay. You, you said Monday was the fifth. And yeah, he, and he says, "Well, where should I go?" And we said, "There's only one spot." Well, and, <laughs> yeah, I wanted to get to that because, so we were looking at it, and for whatever reason, not like prevailing wind or whatever but just the way that it lays out there's this little southeast draft wind out of the west there is terrible it's just a bad wind and it was supposed to be it it was a west wind at one mile an hour and so we looked at it and you know they put a spot on the map saying because ernie said okay i sat here if i would have sat over there all those deer would have walked right past me and so I, I put that mark on the, the map, and, I, I, like, again, with, like, when John and I got lost. I seen your fucking track. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell, dude? You just out here, like, practicing cursive? I did. I did. I literally did, like, four circles around there, like, because there's that one little pothole where you go into, and then you come up out of the backside of it, and there's a trail. The trail right there, mm-hmm. off of the main trail. 
I couldn't fucking find it to save my life. I think he's just bullshit. I think what he's doing, he's out there laying down scent. Yeah, so he's, he's putting like, scent. He's down. like, he's okay, he's I'm gonna walk over here. Loops. So That's then, what yeah, he's doing. <laughs> now the deer gonna walk up there. Yeah. Oh shit, there's a guy over there. So yeah. come over. scent loops. He's, yeah, he's yeah, I know what he's doing. He's funneling them right to him. Yeah. But I was, I was there so freaking early, and there was a guy there before me, and. I was like, holy shit, because it was like. It's probably the same dude from last year, like, watching us walk around in circles. Like, oh, man, no, these clowns again. This guy was like Andre the Giant. He was huge, like a huge, like, older fella with a climber. And he, I was like, all right, man, where are you going? Because he's like, well, where are you going? I'm like, well, I'm going to go down there, and I'm going to take a right. And he's like, I'm going all the way to the end, because he was hunting those, the big sign out there on them fields, and he wanted to get out there early. Right. And I was like. Good luck. <laughs> I was like, yeah. all right, man, that's cool. But then he wasn't near enough to see my light doing fucking loop-de-loops because I, I literally couldn't find the trail. The thing so is, then, Adam yeah. asked me, he's like, hey, what are you doing Thursday? You want to hunt? I'm like, no, oh, I can't. <laughs> I yeah. should have just went because I ended up going yeah, out there anyway. Anyways, <laughs> you know? so, so I get out there and I got like to the spot where we had we had talked about. And when we were out there scouting, like I said, all that buck sign – kind of neck down to this one little area which is more over towards where like the where frank would go and then where ernie was at there was like one main big runway and i was like well i want to be like kind of in between the two of them so i just stood there for a minute and like i feel like that's like the art of the uncle frank you know where like what the story when you he killed a four point up there with you. He just yeah. goes through a tree like that's the one, you know. I stay in there and I like <laughs> break down every tree. Like which one looks good, you know? I don't know. It's and it's hard to do in the dark, <laughs> you know. I didn't have a tree picked out. Like uh, so I just got up a tree in between those two things, and they said, you know, everything's done by nine o'clock. We got a west wind, one mile an hour, but the draft was blowing the right way but it would just kind of flip-flop but it was pretty pretty stagnant so i get up there and it's like 8 8 o'clock i don't know and i had the this deer go behind me on the main buck sign trail like the one that i and it was about maybe 40 yards behind me but like through the edge of all the thick stuff mm-hmm. and it you guys had seen this little pencil spike buck right and that's what it was and then it was like 9 o'clock. I looked at my watch. It was like 9.05, 9.08, something like that. And I'm like, fuck, it's after 9. Like, nothing ever happens after 9. Like, I could have just <laughs> sat at my house. Yeah, same. but we seen that buck last year. It was like 10 o'clock, I yeah. thought. Yeah. Well, it but it was, it was like much colder. <laughs> yeah, it was cold. <laughs> you know, so well, it's it like, wasn't cold in the morning when we were walking out. No. <laughs> well, I wasn't anyway. I was as red as that freaking Honda Rancher right there. <laughs> bottom of my tree with my shirt off well like i literally looked at my watch and i looked up and i just kind of like glanced over to my left and there's just a rack looking through the thing and where you said that hemlock that's right where that deer died i was mistaken like because the main trail curves right there they went off the straight yeah. you know well that deer never crossed the trail he just went that way and so anyways, I looked over and I was like, holy shit, you know, so I like reached up and I turned on all the cameras and stuff and, uh, he was already, I mean, he just was walking. So he got behind a tree and I drew back and 
I just kind of waited, and I had this tree range right in front of me that was 17 yards. And when he got to there, it was like the bow went off, and I went, motherfucker. <laughs> like, because, and, like, it was violent. Like, <laughs> I mean, it was like this deer, when he, I shot him in the neck. Yes, everybody. <laughs> I texted a lot of you guys, and you seen pictures and stuff and said, please let me know. Tell me you shot him in the neck. Yes, of course I did. Um, but he was quartered hard to me, and I shot him, like, right, like, on a human would be, like, in the collarbone. And it came out, like, through his offside shoulder, like, right in the pocket, through the, like, tricep of his yeah, front leg. So when he did the mule kick, there was no, he was all elbows on the front. So he flipped over, got up and tried to run and fell down again. Got up on his back legs and ran with his head in the dirt, just snow plowing. Did another bound, snow plow. And, like, honestly, that right there should have told me that the shot was right where it should have been, you know, being that angle or whatever. But, you know, even with yours, Ernie, you, you know, the arrow went and you, you know, you didn't hear the sound, but you kind of saw, like, at least on the second one, like where the arrow went or whatever. And the way that the deer, you know, this deer took off like a fucking shot. Like the last couple deer that I've, you know, last year I shot that one and it broke his other leg. And, you know, he took off like a missile and I was nervous about that one too. But this guy, this deer took off and I was like, God, son of a bitch. And he, he ran out like, you know, 80, 90 yards. And then I didn't see him anymore, but it was, he was breaking everything. So when you texted me. I was texting everybody. I was right. fucking talking on the phone with Frank. I'm going, Jesus Christ. Yeah, but when you texted me, though, and, and I was like, well, we're, you're like, I hit a I hit a big buck. And I was like, well, you know, how'd you hit him? And I'm like, did you get a pass through? Well, when you said that, I'm like, well, he's dead. Like, he's dead. The bow that you're shooting, you know, 70 pounds, the arrow, you know, that's got to, what is it? Almost, almost 600. It's like 596, right. I think. So 600 grain arrow. I'm like, if you got a pass through and you hit him, like up in the front like that and he was fucking falling down and doing the shit that you're saying. Shot like, him with the steel force, didn't you? Yep. Yeah. I'm like, he's dead. And then I think you're like, yeah, I got a pass through. Yeah, well, so. You could see the arrow sitting down. Yeah, there. I mean, it went right past through, but then it was like cocked sideways funny and it was all covered in like dirt and blood. So. Like, through the binoculars, it kind of looked almost, like, gutty. Like, it was, like, all red, but then it was, like, there's brown shit on it. Yeah, but if you would have went through his guts, he wouldn't have been falling forward. He wouldn't have. Well, no. I would, yeah, I mean, it, but I just didn't know how far quartered it was or, right. like, whatever. And the arrow was sitting there weird. Well, he, what he happened was. He probably hit it. Yeah, that's his what happened. Leg, when, it, when it went through, he pulled that leg back and, and it, it flung flopped it around. And it was, like Ernie's, it was stuck in a log. And so it was up, and then he kicked it and right. spun it around. But then I was just up there, like, freaking out. And, like, it's funny on the video because I'm, like, like with the GoPro that's above me, I'm, like, I put my hands up. I'm, like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> oh, man. And he's, he's, like, swinging around looking nervous and everything, you know. And he's, like, oh, my God. Oh, my God, you know. Well, like I say, you know, up until this year, like, I had the crown of the world's worst bow hunter. But, well, I got it. <laughs> but... World's worst bow. But it, no. so it it just is like, you know, we talk about it sometimes. And I know I've talked about it. I was talking about it with Zach on, um, I think it was after the Vitals Live. But, you know, 
if you don't get this, and maybe that's what happened with like more than likely with the elk too, is like you feel like there's so much put into that one opportunity or like you only get so many opportunities and then there's so much pressure like where you're like don't mess it up don't mess it up and that your mind telling you don't mess it up you you press so hard and then you know then you mess it up or at least that's like what i did and that's i think it goes back to like the the old uncle frankism of you know you got to get a few under your belt and like you know dan and fault saying the time to kill a draw back on a 160 isn't the first time you've drawn drawn back back on a deer you know right um and so i think like that to me is like one of the things that i'm getting over the years where i'm not you know i was drawn back well ahead it wasn't like the the turkey where i drew back and it was you know right it went off as soon as it was back like i was holding back i was waiting (laughs) everybody that watches that video shot the decoy you mean yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) They say, you know, you didn't even stop them. And I was like, well, I didn't want, I didn't, I didn't want anything, you know, I wasn't overly concerned about that. Right. Yeah. I was just trying to, if he would have taken another step, it would have been a little bit further back, but it would have been still, you know. (laughs) Same scenario. Yeah. (laughs) You don't have to stop a deer. I mean, especially, I mean, he was at 17 yards. Yeah. So, I mean, that is a close shot. So, like you're saying, even if it was. A little bit farther back, it would have been right through, you know, mm-hmm. his lungs. But and so, yeah. So I called John. I called Frank. I'm up there. I'm bouncing around because I'm shaking so bad. Because I'm like, oh man, like I just fucked this up. And I got down, and like it was really easy to track the deer. And I think that's maybe one thing that we noticed from last year. You know, you weren't necessarily tracking the blood as much as you were like well his one leg doesn't work so right there's this see the scuff mark right. the scuff mark, <laughs> and then like when we got out there i'm like look this is where he fell down then there's a yeah i'm like i'm following i'm like oh well, shit he went right that way i can <laughs> see all of his you know the way he's dragging himself oh, through yeah. there falling down yeah and, and like for that one you know it was like a massacre when i got up to him there was blood but it, what was weird is like there was no like he either had to like cut off his lungs or his heart Top or something. Of his heart. Because there, I mean, there wasn't a hole in the heart or like in the lungs at all. But, but the top, when we pulled it out, like the whole, like you just shaved off his freaking aorta. All the tubes that, that hook up. <laughs> yeah. Right? And it was. <laughs> you you know, see how so much blood was by his nose and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You know he was I mean? covered. Like, oh, the, yeah. He was covered in blood. Yeah. So. And I think I actually got, like, on the Tacticam, like I said, like, he was bounding away, and then he kind of walks, and then you can't see him anymore. But I think that's where he fell over, because on base map, from my tree to where the deer was, was 94 yards. And so he was at 17, you know, he went 80 yards or whatever. So. Yeah. But, and so that was, like, <laughs> it's, it's funny, because I said I wanted to kill, like, an 85-inch eight-point this year, because I just wanted a deer to european mount where i didn't have to think about like well and i still look at that deer and i'm like oh man maybe i should have mounted them you know whatever but so it's very similar to the deer that i killed two years ago out there with the same little wannabe 10 points on the on the ends of it but what's interesting to me there is you know you guys saw that many deer you went in and uh, killed and shot at 
you know, a fair amount of deer there, put a, a ton of sign down. And then, you know, three days later, I was able to kill that buck. You know, that buck didn't get the memo that that's a bad spot. It's a, it's a kill zone <laughs> here. But I, 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 we saw, I mean, I saw it, <clears throat> two deer, you know. You saw 15, you'd seen a few there. Um, so it kind of lends to that, you know, as more pressure gets in, you can kind of quantify oh, yeah. the and amount even of like, deer that you're seeing. And as we were walking out, there was a guy, when we are dragging your deer out, there was a hunter coming in, you know, and it's mm-hmm. like, well, it's, he's like, well, nice one or something. <laughs> yeah. like, Ernie and I pulled two of them out. Yeah. We pull them two out on the cart, man. We didn't get out until what four o'clock, wasn't it? Yeah, because that kid was going hunting. Yeah, it was, it was about four in the afternoon. Pushing four. What, what was his reaction? Well, well, there were a couple of nice ones, and <laughs> and I and I did not try. I wasn't trying to be an asshole or anything, you know. I I said to the kid, I goes, "Where do you kind of plan on hunting?" You know. <laughs> And he goes, I said, do you, are you going to stay like here, you know, or, or were you planning on going over there? And he goes, well, I was kind of going to go this way. And I said, the reason I said I'm going to say this is because we have fucked that woods up over there. I said, <laughs> you don't want to go over no, there. You don't want to waste your time <laughs> no. over there. <laughs> it is. It's trash, dude. I ain't shit. Dude. There's gut piles. There's shit happening over there. <laughs> so I was just being honest with the guy, you know. <laughs> Well, and that was, you know, it was interesting to me because, you know, that spot is hunted by a lot of people. And I really haven't seen that many people out there this year or it's just timing. Like, I'm either in before them and then out. I think you see, you'll see weekend pressure, you know, more. That's why we don't hunt it, you know, on the weekend per se. Well, you, and he's on a very valid point. As you sat in that one spot and you watched the parade of guys go up front on a Sunday morning yeah. or a Saturday morning, I wouldn't hunt where I hunt. Yeah, where we did. I wouldn't do that only because what they do is they bump them and then they they, they go around toward they <clears throat> more toward the vehicles than head yeah. back to the big marshes. Right. Or they'll go farther over through the... That's when you sit at the parking lot and pull an infall. <laughs> right. So you walk all the way out and so come all the way back. That's why you've seen us go in there on a Monday. So I guess from because I called Frank and he was like, you know, give me the the ones and twos. And John's like, well, I got stuff to do. Just let me know. You know, do you need me to come out there? And I'm like, yeah, I mean, I, I'm going to need some help. But like, so when I was saying how I couldn't help you, you know, how are you right. feeling there when I when I called you? <laughs> I thought it was pretty cool, you know. Yeah. It was just like, you know, wow, you know. I mean, he's we're talking, you know, and I said, well, what do you got, you know, and all this. And, yeah, I got this, I got that. And I said, well, go track him, you know. And he did. Yeah, and he, I mean. And it's like he's going, yeah, I got, yeah, oh, he went here, you know, and on the phone with him. And then he goes, oh, yeah, I got some blood here, you know. And he's going, oh, and there's the deer. He goes. <laughs> so, I said I didn't knew he wouldn't go very far though. Well, I was yeah. I was texting back and forth with with Chris like before that because he had texted me something about uh, the hunting public. He was watching the hunting public or something. Chris works 
third shift. And so he was, you know, just getting home right. or whatever. And so I've texted him, you know, and he's like talking about Ted. And then I was like, just hit a big buck. And then like, I was like freaking out so that I wasn't like on my phone, like, you know, doing other stuff and like, He's like, you can't leave me hanging like that. Like, what, 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 what happened? He's like, he's like, you or Ted or like what? Like what? What are you talking about? Like, I can uh, see him <laughs> throwing his hands up in the air. So, so you were in the your, your setup. I think people already know it. I mean, you posted it, but you're sitting in one of the latitudes. Yeah, the classic. I got to get a, a video out. It's just been like raining, and I want to do it outside and like some. Thanks. So there's really no information out there. You're still using the same sticks that you used last year. Uh, I have or, the B sticks. Oh, you're, yeah, you bought the B sticks, but you're using that same top platform. Yep, yep. And I so last year I killed the one out of the the climber base. Don't do that. Um, <laughs> message me if you want to know why it's a bad idea. Um, you might end up at the bottom <laughs> of the tree, or, or just hanging. I'll just be hanging there. hanging there. Yeah, you wouldn't be at the bottom of the tree, but the the stand, <laughs> the stand will be. Will be. Um, but yeah, so I was using that with the uh, um, with the classic saddle, and then the reason I was asking is because I got some of the latitude ropes now, and they have a different that swabish hitch on their uh, oplux, and it just unlocks so much more free. Um, it's night and day difference, and I mean, I it still locks up just as well, but it just releases a little bit right. easier. Um, yeah, I did notice last night that. You have to freaking grab a hold of that and twist it. Yeah, and then if it gets wet, it's even worse because it's like. Cinches down even tighter. The one you gave me? Yeah. 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 And, again, maybe you need to find a tree guy to tie you up one of those other hitches. (laughs) Or someone that knows knots because it's, I don't know. That's one thing. It's sketchy. Yeah. Even last night, like, you know. My first time being, I did mess around. And I put it. I put my, uh, <clears throat> put all my saddle stuff on. Oh, it's been a few weeks ago. Right after I got back from Montana, I went out in the yard. And it was because you dropped off that, the other uh, platform. Oh, platform and yeah, yeah, and the, those <coughs> other ropes. So I was just kind of you know testing them out, but I wasn't you know twenty feet up in the trees. So last night I'm up. You know I get up there and and then, I don't know. I'm always kind of leery. You know. And I'm looking at my the knots and everything, and I'm and I still have my lineman on, but I, you know, I'm sitting there bouncing around and swinging a little bit and just double checking everything before I cut loose. But because uh, my lineman, I, you know, I'll, people probably already heard, but I, I don't use a carabiner on my lineman. I, don't, I mean, I don't use two; I use one. So on my, I do a girth hitch on one end, and then that way it, it always stays connected to my my saddle and then i just put it tuck it in my pouch on that side and the other side i have my my uh carabiner and then i have a rope so i like the ropeman for the lineman because it's so easy i don't have to worry about that prusik tightening up you know and you can just you can tighten and loosen that so easy as you're going up because especially when i was doing that the with that aider like if I was too tight to the tree, then I couldn't pick up my right leg far enough. And then I was hitting, I'd hit my lineman and then I'd have to like pull it up and get my foot on. <laughs> but it, I mean, it worked good. I can see where that, the nader and suede you know, set up with the nader part. 
is a small strap and it's got a hook that's basically by your knee. So you just hook your knee on that step mm-hmm. and then you hook the aider on the one up above. So then it's like you just kind of shimmy up to the next one. But it is a lot of extra stuff on your person. And so you're using the, it's the fourth arrow stiff arm with the out on a limb standard base what did you think about that going from the muddy to the it was a lot lighter (laughs) tell you that but um with that the way that camera arm it's the two-piece so when it swings out all the way like there's so much leverage on that long arm the it wouldn't tighten up like it moved a little bit yeah so i've been having i've been using the assassin's reach base and I was telling you, I, I want to, like, drill a hole in it or just to – because if you could put, like, the beast arm or even, like, the um, the Lone Wolf Custom Gear, how it's got that little knob on it where you could push the pressure out from the tree, you know, that would take care of that, I think. No, that's not – the that was – I had it – that's got that, like, cam over buckle. Yeah. And if you just keep tension on it, you cam it, cam – you can get that tightened down perfect i didn't have any the base wasn't moving it was the oh, ball the ball because so that's got like that little yeah yeah, yeah. cam now can lever you, can you tighten that up because it's all like a press fit tension i think you could but the way it, the way it was like you go like you swing that lever all the way down and it hit that the bottom uh peg so mm-hmm. it couldn't go any farther so you'd have to loosen it up and if, if there was a way to like I think yeah, because those three screws, I think it tightens up that plate. Yeah, and that so plate I'd have to tighten tension. up the. I'd have to tighten up those the yeah. three three bolts. Yep. Yeah, I think because yeah. I've been having an issue. I can't get that over center buckle uh, tight enough on mine, and I just finally said fuck it, and I put a ratchet strap on there. <laughs> and I just been doing it. Is that the one you're out there in the backyard with? Uh, no, that was different. Same oh, same buckle. Same yeah. concept. Yeah, same same concept. But I, so I got one for the. Plus that base is a little bit bigger than yours though. Yeah. So it has a little more bite to it. Yeah. Well, that one, the one that I've got, it's only got three things. So if it's got a little bit of a tilt to it, then it just fucking goes one way or the other. Yeah. And I just said piss on it, and I put a ratchet strap on there. Well, actually, what I did is I took a one inch ratchet strap end. Yeah. And then I took um, one of those straps that I had for the XOP for making the yeah. shelf that just little tie down thing. I just girth hitched that around there and ran it back through. Right. Because it was a little bit long. And then I took one of the Lone Wolf uh, cam straps Mm -hmm. and pulled the end out, and then I girth-hitched that loop on the end of it, and then I ran that through the buckle. So it's only got the one hook, but it's hooking into the loop from that thing. And so I just tighten it down, and then I just do it quietly. You had to do that with that muddy, I think. Yeah, that had a regular... Yeah. But I was like, fuck it. But the the reason... If you do it slow enough and keep tension, you can do it super quiet. It's just... You know, but the the reason that I like that one, um, and I haven't I haven't found another one that's that small, is that Assassin's Reach base is so small that it fits right in one of the pouches. So I keep that whole base in my left pouch, and then I put my tether on top of it, and then I put my lineman on top of that. So when I get to the tree, put my lineman, climb up, hook my tether up, put my camera arm base on. And then yeah. I get my backpack out. Yeah. I was a, it was a freaking rodeo for me <laughs> last night. Cause I only had two bow ropes 
normally I have three so I can carry up all my gear. So what I did was I took my my long paracord one. Well, while we were out west, I cut like eight <laughs> feet off of it, and I forgot about that. So I'm like, oh, shit, I got to have my pack, and I got the camera arm, and then I got the base, and then I don't have a pack for the, the Predator. So I'm like, well, I got to hook that onto something. So I, <laughs> I look hooked... like a fucking gypsy. Oh, yeah. So, and then, you know, I didn't know how it was going to work with that eighter. So I just went up and put up my steps first without anything. I should have had a camera going because it would have been funny. But it looked like the three studios. <laughs> and uh, so I tied one end of the rope to my bow and the other end to my pack and all that stuff. And I climbed up. And I got about a third of the, or two thirds of the way up and I'm, all of a sudden, I'm like feeling pressure, and I look down, and I'm pulling that shit up with me because my rope wasn't <laughs> long enough. So then I, I pull my bow up, unhook that. Now I'm, you know, hanging here in the tree with my bow, and it's like oh, shit. So then I reach in my pack, and I get that strap, the uh, I don't even know what you call it, but oh, the hiss strap. Yeah, the hiss strap. And I think you don't have. You've got the one. So it was that, a homemade one. Yeah, that's from uh, one of our patrons, Anthony. So the, I think Frank's got one. I think I gave him one. Yeah, but so, my brother's got one. Chris has one. Yeah, so I, I hooked that on the little tree next to me. I freaking hooked that up, and I hooked my bow to that, and then I climb up a little farther. And <laughs> <laughs> so I finally get up there. I get everything settled in, and uh, it worked out. But. So are you still – so with <laughs> with that super light – you know, compact setup. Are you still using your exo pack mm-hmm. for all your stuff? Well, I just had the frame. Okay. So, and, well, that's the thing. It's like, cause my fanny pack isn't, it doesn't have shoulder straps or anything. And I, I can't stand wearing that. I mean, for a while I had my old carpenter suspenders, you know, mm-hmm. clipped to it and that worked. But in order to get, you know, my bag of steps the camera arm and all that gear, I put the camera and the base in my fanny pack and then I just strap that to the back, you know, to the bottom part of my frame pack. And then I put the camera arm, my knee pad, and the steps on the top strap. So it's way lighter. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, nothing. Like last year I was carrying 60 pounds it. Well, yeah, it just seems like, you know, so you want to cut bulk. You've got wild edge steps that are this big. Right. You've got, you know, the platform that's this big. And then you've got a freaking giant, like, mountain pack. Yeah, but it's the frame is tiny. Yeah. You know, I the I took the pack off. And eventually when, you know, I can afford it, I'm going to end up buying. I think I'm going to get that, that. I think it's 1,800 XO offers now. It's a, a small pack. Well, I got a pack that you can use. I got a pack for you. But it's, you know, you can put that right on the frame. Because I would like to, I mean, it's nice. I mean, that works good. But it's also nice even with with that pack with the bag on there because then I can just stuff everything in it. And -hmm. if I want to, I could carry that up. But the the part that screws me up is the stupid fanny pack. Yeah. I like having that up in it because it's a Badlands. It's like the bucket. You can put it on, and if you want to, you can open up, it folds out, and then you can put everything Yeah. Right it sounds in it. like, though, you, well, it sounds like you, a perfect one would be a combination of the monster and the bucket. Yeah. Because I thought you had the monster, but I remember now that you said it turns into that. Yeah, it turns into it. It's nice, but, but it's then just, you can't even, you, but you said also you can't get into it when you got the bucket up. 
yeah, if you fold it out in a bucket, then <laughs> you try to get anything. If you out try to get it. everything falls out on the ground, like well, so you got to take everything out that. and then put it in the bucket. But no, it, yeah, I mean, it works. But yeah, I was thinking, man, I really got. I even when I got home, I told my wife, I'm like, I definitely got to refine my system because. <laughs> well, that's what like mine is just the like for the whole time like the camera arm the base was like the bane of my existence like yeah as okay. all of it just well that and bow ropes i still hate bow ropes but bow ropes suck a dick and and so you know everybody's gonna say like doyle's gear hoist you know and i've considered it but i just haven't like taken the plunge yet no now like paracord's like by far my favorite like I got you just do the Taylor way. Yeah, the Taylor way is awesome. So Taylor Chamberlain, his little video. I mentioned this last year, but the way you figure eight it across your fingers, and it just it doesn't. Even I mean, paracord doesn't knot up nearly as bad as that shitty cheap Walmart bow rope, and that's like my other one. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not kidding. You. I spent you know ten minutes at the bottom of my tree last night untangling that damn thing because I just got done with it last year and just threw it in my freaking bronc box and i dug it out you know yesterday afternoon like oh shit i need a bow rope and then i couldn't find my other one but, but yeah the, the what first... we uh, really need though is to talk about is uh retrieval equipment hmm. yeah you never seen such a disappointing look on a man's face <laughs> so we're going we're going to hunt this little marsh where i took bradley in last year he killed that 10 point so we got these two Red pines, they're this far apart, five feet. So he goes up one, and I go up the other and turn a little bit. We get all the way up. I'm setting up camera in the front, one shooting at him, getting the other one out, and I'm about ready. And I looked over just in time. He was trying to my bow rope. Out the bow rope, and he goes, <laughs> quiver of arrows goes, I already had the quiver hooked on my stand and my bow, you know. Is that magnetic? On. Yeah, it's magnetic, and I just slid, I slid it on. <laughs> my freaking bow rope was, was down, you know, in between yeah, yeah, yeah. it, mm-hmm. and it had like a knot on the son of a bitch. And I went, I'm pulling it up, and it went, God damn it. I went, there they go. <laughs> and he looked, I, I can't believe I didn't think about turning the camera on real quick. I said, I got to film this. He said, you do and I'll kill you. <laughs> the look on his face when he oh, looked at pissed. me. Looked down, looked at me. We tried a retrieval. Didn't work. Had, he goes, used my saw, you know, and I got him. <laughs> and then, but there was a there was a tree in between me and him. So I like hand him the rope, right? And he's over there farting around and he pulls it up a ways and all of a sudden, thud, they're over there. <laughs> I go, I gotta get down now. <laughs> well, that's that's not the only one though. You're saying you dropped your well, sandwich. Me and Dan were hunting. Yeah, drop I'm up sandwich. there. Yeah, get up and, and we we're gonna do That'd it all day, worse. all day set because it was way back. You know, I get up in the tree, dude. It's still dark. You know, I'm up there and I'm gonna put my fanny pack on the tree, not realizing that it's still unzipped and it's upside down. <laughs> <laughs> Next thing I got, like it looked like a fucking yard sale down there, man. <laughs> Shit's hitting the ground. I'm going, oh, god damn it. There's the same. Oh, my water, you know, all this shit, you know, and I'm going, son of a bitch, you know. So I sat there. I had one sandwich left, you know, and I ate that at nine o'clock. 
<laughs> for your all day sit. Yeah, and at two Man, o'clock you, you in the waited a- anyways, hey, a two bit. o'clock in the afternoon, I I texted Dan and I goes, "Man, I said that sandwich is really looking good." He goes, "I can't believe you ain't climbed down and nailed it." And I goes, "No, I just I wasn't gonna climb down." He goes, "Well, I can't believe you haven't fished it back up there." You know, and I go. I hadn't really thought much about that. I didn't really have anything but my saw, you know. So I tie the saw on, drop it down, and I leave it bent, you know. And I'm I'm hooking the edge of the bag, you know, and I, I it ain't working, you know. I can't move. I hook it. So I brought it back up, and I was getting pissed. So I straightened the saw right out, you know, locked it, and then let it down straight. <laughs> dropped it right straight I, 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 I dropped it down. <laughs> I was thinking about doing an arrow like that, man. <laughs> and, and I let it down, and then... The blade just, you know, was sharp enough where I just hooked the, hooked the bag, you know, very carefully, man. I pulled now, this up. Hey, I get it all the way up, dude, and it's like right here, and I just, I squashed it, man. <laughs> I squashed that sandwich. I just, like that. <laughs> now, it go. What I was going to say, though, is like if you, could you imagine, so he says it's like 2 o'clock or whatever, if you're going out to hunt in the spot and you're not paying attention you're just sneaking through and then you just see the sandwich, sandwich. levitating yeah. <laughs> the hell is that i got hey i showed johnny tonight i'm yeah. doing an m60 yeah told yeah. me we should cut the barbs off though yeah, cause... right. <laughs> he's Cole, gonna reach you, into you, his pack one day i said no i'm gonna put a sheath on it you know <laughs> but they make like that uh, uh our buddy tim clark he's like yeah, yeah i got a grappling gra- hook like, grabber or something yeah yeah it's like they, it's like a hook like this, and when you let it down, it opens up, and then when you, it's kind of like the claw machine. Yeah. But I've I've thought need, about that. I but, need one. But with the sticks, it's not that bad, you know, just to climb down. I'll say, yeah, with the, well, with the in the saddle, shoot, you just. And I told Ernie when I got back up there the other night, I said, well, I got my cardio in for the day. <laughs> up, down, up, down. I watched you go down. Watched you come back up. So uh, with you, uh, like, filming Frank now, I, has it changed, like, um, any of your setups? Like, you, you were saying where you were at in that marsh. You know, would you have liked to have been over there in this tree, but there wasn't two trees together or so, anything like that? Sometimes it will. will alter it. I, like I to told keep him, him I'll close go up the same slap, tree if you want can, me to hey, get up above you. He don't like that idea. I, I like him close over here where I can reach out and slap him, you know? <laughs> <laughs> But you guys have run into that too, where you're looking because you had deer over here, and Ernie's well, like, "Don't move! There's yeah, deer over yeah. there." Yeah, and then there's one right behind us, right here. We were watching two bucks the other night, you know, and could have ended up shooting both of them, you know, and neither one were big enough. Yeah, they shooters. were restriction. They didn't. Well, in, in your definition of shooter means just breathing, but the law says it's got to have yeah, so many right. points up there. <laughs> right. <laughs> So, well, hopefully things are going to change this coming week. Yeah. So, uh, like I said, I just kind of wanted to wrap up, you know, kind of where we're at in the season so far. Um, so where, what have you got going on? You're headed north for indefinite amount of time, yes. right? I'm going to be up there. <laughs> Chris is laid off. So, you know, he asked me, he says today when he came over for supper, he goes, uh, what should I tell my wife? But when we're coming back, we'll let her know. <laughs> <laughs> and then, John, for you? Well, I'm not sure. I was supposed to go up to the UP and hunt my buddy's property up there, but 
if that happens, well, that and Jet is playing football, and so he was supposed to go up there with me. So he's between football and his girlfriend. Yeah, he is. Oh, yeah. Hunting's the last thing on his mind. Well, hunting deer anyway. <laughs> right. <laughs> so four legged. Yeah, I think so he's in the rut himself. <laughs> but so I don't know. I'm gonna try to get up there. If not, no. I'm not. My truck's going in next weekend to get some stuff done for the on the paint, and then so I won't have a truck next weekend to go hunting, and then. But hopefully, the next week it'll work. But. Yeah, I've got this coming up Thursday off, so I'm gonna hunt. And I just been—I mean, really—I've been watching that cell cam, just waiting for because I got some really good bucks. I've been—I you know, posted some pictures and stuff on Instagram, whatever. But the, I'm just kind of waiting for it to get more daylight pictures. The one buck is super—I mean, daylight and dark. I mean, he's back and forth, back and forth. It's just—I can't. I haven't been there for that, and it's just he's creeping up closer and closer to to daylight, you know. Yeah. So, I guess if I just got off my ass and got my shit done around the house like I'm supposed to, then I would have a bunch of time. But you know, I just got a bunch of projects to do, so just but, rip down part of the living room wall and <laughs> build a whole new fireplace. Not the time of year to do that. I think the sixth is a Friday, so the that Friday. I got to work and then I'm off until the 16th. So that'll probably be the weekend I get to go. Like, yeah. Or the, it'll be a long weekend, four days probably. I can, if I can sneak away and get up to the UP. I mean, I know he's got some nice bucks. He sent me a picture of a, uh, one of his buddies shot a nice eight point or decent eight, eight point up there. But I haven't, you know, really scouted the area. I went and we drove around. He's got shooting shacks. He mainly, gun hunts so he's and he baits and stuff i'm like well yeah i'm not gonna hunt over bait i'm not gonna sit in a shooting shack with my you know vertical bow but i'll you know find a place to hunt sit on top of it yeah <laughs> he's got some pretty nice ones out there <laughs> but yeah you, like a, you gonna take hard shot with you <laughs> mark oh <laughs> <laughs> no I'm not bringing mark oh but yeah, so the, uh, I'm I'm optimistic, you know, that I'll get another opportunity here coming up. I mean, it's just weird because like every year I've just kind of whatever comes by, and now I've got deer that I'm like, I, now I know that there's deer out there, and I'm just trying to figure out like where to how to intercept them. I guess it's it's, it's quite different. I'm gonna intercept them this coming week. Yeah. Are you going up there? Oh yeah. All right. So that so we we may Some of get. It. I we, know he's going to be there longer than me this trip, and then we go back on the fourth. All my brothers will be at camp, but we'll go back up on the fourth and go through the. I might still be there. <laughs> well, you need to get. Uh, well, I'll probably stop up yeah. and see you up there. Um. The I would talk to one of the ladies that. I talked to one of the, the property owners where my little lot is, and uh, she's like, have you seen the big buck? I'm like, no, I haven't. But she's like, oh, there's a big buck. My husband, husband's got a, a blind right over there. And they have like an acre and a half. I'm like, I'm not sure how that's going to work out. <laughs> uh, that's funny. But I, I, I can only think of, you know, talking to Billy and Taylor, 
you know, when people are like, there's a monster buck that the, keeps coming and ripping exactly. up my landscaping. And, it's and like that's how I was point. thinking, too, the big buck. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Maybe show me a picture of the big buck. <laughs> but, yeah, so that's our season so far. Just kind of a recap. And uh, it it hasn't even gotten good yet. So, hopefully. But now, Ernie, you need to make sure to uh, get some of the video in camp with Chris and Uncle Frank. <laughs> some comic relief. Some, some gas oh, yeah. station uh, <laughs> commentary. <clears throat> Stories. <laughs> yeah. So you got, did you get a no tag for up there this year? No. So you you have two tags? Yep. And Adam, you have one tag left or you got a doe tag? I got too? a doe tag for Niagara County. Yeah, I got my two regular season tags and I got three doe tags. Jeez. For Muskegon County. But public, publicly, I got one. You just got greedy or what? Like I just put them in my car. Was it like the Tacticam? Yeah, I was like, you weren't looking. No, I just bought three. I bought three last year and didn't fill any. But just there. All right. Well, the so last year we got one kill on camera. This year we've got three shots on camera, one kill. So we, and we're right right here. So lots of cameras out. We got a shot of the elk. Yep. And we got John almost poking himself in the eye, going "fuck, fuck, fuck, God, ah, fuck." <laughs> oh, you get. Have you looked at the ones we just did? I looked. I went through a little bit of it. Yeah. I got a chipmunk on video. <laughs> <laughs> did you see him? Heart shot. Uh. Uh-uh. No. You catch me. <laughs> I got him once, and then he took a leak. Doesn't know, but I filmed that <laughs> right off the stand. Hey, well, took a leak off the stand, though. They're down at the base of the tree, right before we climbed. The one day, well, hour later, that buck come through, right to it, right to it. Well, that's what I was telling it. Like I think it was before we started uh, recording that spot that I hunted last night. Was it? Two years ago, I did the same thing. I was sitting there, and I was like, man, I can't hold it. I didn't have any piss jug with me or anything, so I just pissed off my stand. And that little three-pointer or whatever, he walked right in, and he walked through, and then all of a sudden he circled back, and he walked right to the bottom of my tree and smelled that. (laughs) Yeah. He's like, I mean, not saying a big buck's going to do that, but. Well, that Jeff from Whitetail Habitat Habitat Solution, Jeff Sturgis. He still claims in approximately 20 minutes it's ammonia. And they have a really tough time determining what it is. Well, what I what I did too, and I noticed, you know, like I I scraped right into the dirt, you know, with my foot. Mm-hmm. And you can smell that fresh earth, you know right. what I mean? And then I just pissed in that and just covered it up with that dirt, you know? Yeah. So it smelled like fresh earth and something you just pissed in. Yeah, right. <laughs> Pretty much. But... I think that's kind of all we got for the evening. So thanks for listening. I'll have to edit Uncle Frank's hiatus out of there a little bit. But uh, (laughs) appreciate everybody listening and thanks for following along.